0: Blue sky is coming your way. It's a blue sky where we're at today, and I hope it's a blue sky where you are. Welcome aboard, my friends. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, welcome. If you are looking for some place to go, if you don't have a seat at another table. If you have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try, you're always, always welcome here. So Mike, thinking a lot about the individuals that we all deal with in life, and uh, particularly what touches my heart as something that was close to me, is particularly in the adolescent years, which can stretch out for a considerable period of time when you don't feel a part of, when you feel awkward, when you f- like a sore thumb and you're always afraid of saying something stupid or humiliating yourself. Can you call – I know that you were probably the coolest kid in
1: school. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely the coolest kid.
0: Right. So I don't know how closely you can relate to what we're talking about. Uh, Have you ever felt like
1: that? Oh, absolutely. I mean school was all about the cliques and not being a part of it. And and it was a very small school, so the cliques were very tiny. There weren't very many to belong to. And if you were different, you were pretty different. So there's a
0: template that people have for what – a teenager should be, what a 20-something should be, a 30-something, 40-something, 50-something, brother, sister, wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend. I have no idea where these templates got created. So, however, if you don't fit right into that template, then you feel left out, you feel not part of. Did you ever run around with a group of people or maybe associated with them and occasionally they'd go somewhere they'd have a party they or have some type of a gathering and you you were excluded you weren't invited how would that make you feel
1: well i was never invited <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the parties and etc uh so i mean there was a lot of there was a lot of that there was a lot of hearing about things like that happen you know again thinking in the high school framework
0: and quite often when a young man or a young lady would go to their parents and they'd be crying they'd be heartbroken their parents would generally say well just ignore them or get over it uh you know those people aren't good enough for you those type of things does that help does that does that ease the pain
1: it doesn't ease it because you're still not belonging to something like that right you're you're you still you still have that hole that you've you know maybe created for yourself
0: so when you're dealing with a person like that you validate their pain you say yes yes that hurts yes that's awful so what i what we try to help people understand on this show is that first of all there's a baseline of what normal is and i guess normal's a setting on a washing machine however That's what people judge their existence against. So I help people understand that perhaps being a few standard deviations away from the norm doesn't make you strange or weird or awkward. In our world, we believe it makes you special.
1: And I think that's something that takes uh, people a long time to figure out. It feels like when people have, you know, quote unquote, found themselves maybe in their 20s, some of us in our 30s, some of us in our 40s, and just kind of go all in on something like that. For me, it's like, oh, hey, no, I really like pro wrestling and podcasting. I'm going to go all in on this. And 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 the community kind of finds you after that.
0: I don't know how widespread or accepted uh, the wrestling scene is. However, there are many people out there who scoff at it mm-hmm. and because of your interest in it they would view you as perhaps strange or why don't you do something worthwhile mike absolutely anybody ever
1: said that to you oh a lot a lot uh when i run into things it's an interesting conversation starter um it's also interesting to to take stock of people when you tell them about that too and how do they react to it or is it a curiosity and accepting or a complete um rejecting of that idea
0: so, again, we the, many of the phrases that we use in our daily life come from Latin, and one of them is primum non no cur. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. However, what it translates into is do no harm. And I hope everyone pays attention to what we're saying now. Your job as a human being on this planet, dealing with others, is to do no harm, do no harm. And if you're not doing any intentional harm to anyone, does it really matter, Mike, whether we're walking down the street with an aluminum foil hat on to keep the space aliens from influencing us? No. Does it matter?
1: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because as long as, as long as we're not hurting anybody, we can do about anything, right?
0: Absolutely. So this is this is what we talk about, freedom, and this is why we talk about, those powerful words that we always use, I choose, mm-hmm. I choose. We always want to be around like-minded people. So how did you
1: find that like-minded world, Mike? The internet. The internet does a lot for it. <laughs> also, I went to an art school. So there's a lot of um, the alternative-minded people there, and you're going to find your click.
0: So many times, I'll use this for an example. We want to be in with, I don't know if it's still called the in crowd or the cool kids or this friend group, I guess that now is a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liken that to wanting to join a golf league when your true passion is bowling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do that.
1: I feel like I feel like that's something that they actually, I can speak to that a little bit because I remember back in the day. Thinking I needed to be in sports, I needed to join a team. We didn't have a football team in my school. Uh, I needed a, you know. I remember one day I collected all these sports cards. Then I realized I don't like these sports. Why am I collecting these things? Because I thought it was a thing that I, as a thirteen-year-old man, needed to do, you know. And, and now I just have these, and it just stops at that point for me.
0: Well, maybe some of the group that you were associated with or wanted to be with maybe at that time maybe their interest was baseball cards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as naturally to be part of that group what do you do you go buy baseball cards right and try to develop it try to, try to develop that interest okay so the idea is what we always talk about is being comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and self concept self esteem I'm much, we're much rather interested in what's right about a person rather than what they believe is the other way. When you walk into a doctor's office, what's one of the first things that they say?
1: What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. There's always something wrong, right? What brings you,
0: what brings you in today?
1: I was listening to another show and they're like, why can't a doctor just say, hey, you're all right today? (laughs) Just keep doing that.
0: Well, quite often I'll greet people and I'll say, what's right about you today? Mm. Tell me something good about yourself. And- a lot of people stumble over that because they've rarely if ever been asked that question. What's good about you? If I had to put you on a witness stand as an example of humanity, what would you say about yourself?
1: Hmm.
0: What hmm. would you say about yourself? If we, if you were picked up as a, uh, picked out of a lineup as a representative of humanity, and you were the person who were going to uh, make first contact with an alien culture. Uh, and of course, we'd be the alien culture to them. Uh, what type of attributes, what do you bring to the table?
1: This is kind of the, the, what is my, my uh, list of somebody to be with me, right? A little bit, you know, what is that in- intrinsic value inside of us?
0: What are the requirements it takes to be with me? Mm-hmm. And, What we try to help people understand is to expect some discomfort in life. Mm -hmm. Not every day is going to be rainbows and butterflies, and we're not always going to be riding the unicorn. John Denver had a
1: song years ago, and he said, some days are diamonds and some days are stones. (laughs) I actually took on a little bit of advice based on uh, some of the discussions we've had a few episodes ago. I do have a reminder at the end of the day now and says, what did I do right today? You know, what was right about today? um and and that helps me kind of frame that especially especially on those dark days to say uh we talked about like all the content we make here with fishing without bait and and other projects uh off air uh before the show and and that's something i can say well yeah we made this we moved forward in this you know people are seeing this you know and and that helps brighten all the days
0: well it's the action and effort and this particular message not only goes out to individuals, but perhaps uh, individuals who have loved ones in their life, or maybe suffering from some self-esteem issues. And, and one thing that irritates me about the world, Mike, is that people who are 15, 16, 17 years old, their feelings and emotions often run deeper than ours do. Right. But they're so often discounted. Oh,
1: he'll get over it. She'll get over that. But
0: however in the moment, they hurt badly.
1: Yeah, that doesn't change the fact, you know, telling somebody, um, you know, I wish you would just deal with this, right? It's like, well, you know, we all deal with it in different ways and it takes a different amount of time, you know. Hey, I had that happen to me and and I was fine in in three weeks, you know. Uh, How I react is part of what makes us unique
0: right so getting back to the to the template deal let's say uh a young lady has a template of a boyfriend okay Mm -hmm. and the template of a boyfriend might be somebody that's edgy somebody that's exciting somebody that does creative things pushes the boundaries uh maybe uh, does things out of the norm that um that individual normally wouldn't do, but they admire in somebody else, they kind of get a vicarious thrill out of associating with those type of people. Mm -hmm. Okay? However, however, the minute that that, the minute that if they decide to become legal, according to this law we have, and become married, the template for a husband is way different than a template for a boyfriend. Wouldn't you think, Mike? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no longer... Will you be out doing whatever you do? You are expected to fit into this template, to be a provider, to be home, to mow the grass, to do all those different types of things, correct? Absolutely. So on the other hand, there's a template for a girlfriend, okay? And a lot of guys like uh, their girlfriends are attracted to girls who are a little out there, uh, maybe dress differently. Uh, use some colorful language, or do whatever. Uh, and really, they're they're participating and and doing their life. Okay. However, there's really a different template for a wife, is there not?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. It, it's kind of the uh uh one that you take home the mother, you know. Yes. Kind, of, kind of template, right?
0: Yes, that's that's the template for that.
1: And while there's, you know, that kind of infers like. You're looking for mom's approval, but it's also the one that's actually going to be good for you to stick around for a little bit.
0: And we often talked on this show about not looking for people who want to find themselves, but rather create themselves. And how do they create themselves? By doing that exercise that you and I often talk about. Mm-hmm. What are the requirements it takes to be with me? I have standards. Now, I may irritate some people out there when I talk about this. However, um, and not everyone's like this, but some people have uh, fairly large egos because of their position in life. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're in one of the learned professions, okay? And you make an appointment with a doctor, with a specialist, with an attorney, or whoever. How often, Mike, have you been in that room and These individuals act like it's a privilege for you to be in that room,
1: right? Right, and it's like, well, I'm kind of required to be here for my health. (laughs) However, who's paying who? Right? Who works for who? It's kind of a detachment of uh, customer service in those fields, isn't it? Right? Uh, You know, uh, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's an honor for you to be here. Just like, well, you know, it's you should be happy I'm paying your bill.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. It's almost like. Those facilities make it seem like you want to be happy to pay this bill. Mm-hmm. You want to be happy to pay this fee. Well, you're working for me. Actually, those people are actually more or less employees of yours. Mm-hmm. However, at a lot of times, I don't know if you felt this, your voice isn't being heard at all. We've all been in the, in those situations. So, What it comes down to is do no harm. That's your basic duty as a human being, Mike, is to do no harm. And if you ask yourself in reflection, am I doing harm? Am I intentionally harming anybody else? Am I treating anybody selfishly or being self-centered? And if you are not, then paint yourself blue. Okay? Shave your head. If you're not harming anybody else or putting yourself in an awkward position, then give me a reason. So I don't think people understand that when they feel out of place and they feel awkward and they feel disassociated from the mainstream of what they believe they want to be involved with, keep in mind that there are many other individuals who feel exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. So you enjoy video games. You enjoy wrestling. You enjoy those type of things. So I don't think that you would be joining a chess club, okay? (laughs) Or going to perhaps poetry readings as a a main source of – I was in a chess club, actually. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today, okay? Mm Uh, or bird watching, mm-hmm. all right. Those are all fine activities for people who are interested in them. Isn't it? Isn't it great to sit somebody that are down with somebody that has as much enthusiasm and maybe
1: a bit of knowledge about wrestling? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 not not fitting your your round peg in the square hole in the long run.
0: And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. So, in wrapping up today's episode. Understand that life has templates for every single situation, as a mother, as a father, as a brother or a sister, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, as an employee, as a a fire person, as anything, okay? However, keep in mind that if you don't fit exactly into that template and you're doing no harm, there are other individuals out there who feel exactly like you do and think to yourself, What's right about me and your part in this world? Everyone has a need to feel appreciated, Mike. Mm. Everyone has a need to feel a part of, to feel that they're contributing. So maybe perhaps that particular group or that particular group of people, perhaps you have nothing to contribute to that. Perhaps you have nothing to be appreciated for. But that does that mean that there aren't other groups that you could feel part of? and that you would be appreciated and treated as an equal and respected. In the wrestling community, you are respected. I hope so. Well, <laughs> I, I I think I have a good idea about that. You have a vast amount of knowledge about the wrestling industry, about scenes, about promotions, a whole lot of things that other people really don't know about. So that puts you in a special position. So if somebody wants to really talk about wrestling, who would they talk to? they talk to you. Mm-hmm. And that's your interest, doesn't that? Don't you get a little excited when you're going to a special event or going somewhere?
1: I always do. I wouldn't be doing it every weekend if it wasn't someplace special, someplace right. happy. I want to be. I, I often, sometimes I'll take a picture of just the ring before the show and say, "This is my happy place." And and not as in I want to be in the ring, but I want to be around it, you know, and and the 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 theater of it and the excitement and the and, and everything that goes with that.
0: And there's other people who feel the same way, but. Maybe going to the opera mm-hmm. or going to a ballet or going to Absolutely. a play or going to a baseball game. Absolutely. So, you know, that old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Okay. And the idea is is to find your gang. Mm-hmm. To find – we talked about this many times – to find your tribe. Okay. So my suggestion is is to find your tribe and what are the requirements it takes to be with you. And as always, at the end of every show, we give a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for another. Do a kindness for yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste.